0: to another episode of skincare and scandals. I'm Nicole and I'm joined by the ever lovely Alicia. And we're back once again to say it with me, talk about all the products that you slather on your face and the the scandals scandals behind behind them. them. Yes. (laughs) Yes. If you need help memorizing the motto so you can say it along every week, our merch is still up for sale. You can get our spill the tea mug, which is just a coffee cup, but it's so you can spill the tea with us while you listen to the pod. So
1: Yes. Our tagline is on the back of the shirts and sweatshirts that we have currently up. And just to remind everybody, if you have not purchased, we are selling those at cost. We do not make any profit for those. We just wanted to have everyone join in the fun as we start and well, start down this new path of exciting pod things, which is yeah. one of those things. We're mm-hmm. very excited. So, know,
0: yeah. Advertising the pod so we can bring you more and more episodes and more and more scandals. So, on this podcast, we talk about the products that you slander, slander
1: <laughs> that you. Sl- no, we do not slander. Oh, no. We do not. This is
0: the second time I've said slander <laughs> on here, and we don't do that. We do not slander. <laughs> okay. We slather.
1: No, we slather. only slather. No, no, okay. no,
0: slander. So, whatever. um <laughs> So, I can't even, I can't even. Okay. You know, so- that actually
1: might be like a good, <laughs> like a good future, like only slathering, no slandering. <laughs> only slather, no slathering.
0: <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. So on the pod, as you know, we talk about the things that we slather on our faces, but what if you decided that what you would be slathering on your face is your own blood? Gross. Gross. But- very common very trendy today we're going to be talking about the vampire facial made famous by miss kimberly kardashian Mm -hmm. specifically on a 2013 episode of kim and kardashian no kim and (laughs) chloe take whatever city they were in i my mind has lapsed me i'm
1: pretty sure it was miami yeah it was miami it was speaking of that show I never really watched The Kardashians when they were on the E Channel. I've only really watched some of the episodes when they moved to Hulu just recently, but there was a time period where there were like multiple spinoffs of Kardashian shows.
0: There were. And I want to know where, because there was a Courtney and Chloe take
1: somewhere. Yeah, they did. They took something somewhere. They took something somewhere? It was. Okay, we were wrong. It was Courtney and Kim Take Miami. That was the show where she got the vampire facial. Is that what you said? Yeah, I don't know what I said. Chloe went somewhere.
0: Chloe takes what city? <laughs> East show. <laughs> oh, there was a Courtney and Chloe take the Hamptons oh, in 2014. Yeah. Okay, that's okay. right.
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. We knew they had taken something. We just didn't know where.
0: Wait, there is also a Courtney and Chloe take Miami.
1: Oh, okay. And it was
0: Courtney and Kim. So everyone is taking everything with different sisters.
1: Interesting. Just taking
0: cities left and right.
1: (laughs) Okay. So vampire facial. So you're probably thinking, why is it called a vampire facial? Well, blood. yeah, yes. The answer is yes. They put blood all over your face. Sounds disgusting, right? Well, it is. So here is what happens. They will extract your blood. They being whatever medical spa you go to, they will separate the plasma from the blood and then they'll inject the plasma back into your skin using a microneedle. Nicole actually had a really great description earlier of what this looks like.
0: You look like a piece of tenderized steak when you're done. So- Nasty. You have this blood spun, they microneedle your face a few millimeters in. And so what that does is the microneedling injures your face and stimulates your collagen. So we do this a lot with like those spiky rollers, there's Mm microneedling rollers, there's other things where you injure the skin and it stimulates collagen. So that's the science behind it. And then they take this plasma and they rub it back in to help regenerate your skin. So... By the end of this procedure, you look like you have been bludgeoned. Yeah. But a few days later, you look pretty damn great.
1: Well, and, you know, I think microneedling brings up sort of like a whole other host of questions because I Mm -hmm. know recently there's been this sort of, or at least I've seen this a lot from some of the Instagram dermatologists I follow, during the lockdown, and then kind of in the following years, people have really started to try to do a lot of these things by themselves in their homes. And they're just going to town with like micro rollers on their faces. And those things, they are spikes and they have to be very clean. You know, you have to let your skin regenerate and you need to be using the right products when you do it and use the right amount of pressure. And it can just be very dangerous. And so if you are just, freestyle and micro needling at home i mean be careful i, mean, I
0: freestyle micro needle at home
1: you're a researcher you're a research like you research this stuff before you go. I,
0: I look how you do it you there's like a certain pattern you're supposed to roll it on your face mm-hmm. only once mm-hmm. and you have to keep it clean that's the main thing like if you're not going to take the time to clean this yeah. appropriately please don't do it you're gonna give yourself like a skin infection and that yeah. that's not cute yeah but like you can't go too hard because I have gone too hard in areas and it, it hurts. Yeah. I don't do it that often, that often anymore as I used to. I probably do it once a month. I was probably doing it twice a month, which is fine. But I think once a month is probably more
1: appropriate
0: if you're going to do that at And home. you
1: also, you also know your skin and like what your, what your skin can handle. Like I, yes.
0: if you have sensitive skin, I wouldn't recommend doing this at home by any means.
1: Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So periodically states will step in when we were doing some research for this episode, we, we saw, you know, some stories where states will step in and actually shut down medical spas because there are cases of bloodborne illness transmissions that occur out of spas that do a lot of heavy vampire facials. So it can be dangerous. So make sure if you are interested in one of these kinds of facials that you are picking an absolutely qualified professional for the treatment Make sure the establishment that is doing the treatment you feel confident in. Make sure they're adhering to strict sterilization techniques. All of these things are extremely important. So back to Kimberly. Back to Kimberly. We know that Kim Kardashian made the vampire facial famous. I mean, basically anything that she posts on her Instagram with her like 19 billion followers, she can make famous. So she gets this vampire facial in 2013. But then in 2018, she actually shared a blog post on her website, which is now deleted. Uh, But thanks to the internet, which never forgets, it has been rediscovered and does exist uh, forever. But she said she actually regretted getting the facial and she wouldn't do it again. So at the
0: time, she said that it was very rough and painful. She was pregnant at the time. And so she couldn't use the numbing cream. So they put numbing cream on your face, then you get the procedure done, and then you continue on. So Kim, in the name of skincare, was like, you know what, girl, (laughs) I'm going to go all out. And she did it without the numbing cream. And it was really painful because you know what? It's needles going in your skin. And so a lot of dermatological procedures use numbing cream, laser hair removal. I think some people even get some when they do Botox. I'm not sure. But the numbing cream is a part of the treatment and she for that. And so she had a real bad time getting macerated like a steak.
1: I will, I will say this. I did not realize that a lot of these facial procedures came along with painkillers and numbing cream. I remember recently I asked about a particular type of procedure at my dermatologist's office and they were like, yeah, so we schedule you out for like four hours. You'll come in we'll put the numbing cream on your face and you'll sit there for an hour while it goes into your skin. And I was like, Oh my, what? Yeah. <laughs> I like I was not, mm, I was not expecting that. I'm thinking Here's more of thing. like, I need more of an in and out kind of thing. <laughs> Beauty a- is
0: pain, but now we've yeah. invented a cream. Yes. And creams are magical.
1: Yes. That's, that is completely true. So yeah, that, that is a part of this process. So we fast forward from 2018. She, you know, obviously gets her second or subsequent, I'll say, vampire facial, because we don't know how many she had in between there. Fast forward to 2019 when Kim and her one of her businesses actually sues an Alabama-based doctor for using her name and likeness to promote the vampire facial.
0: So you may ask who this doctor is. His name is Dr. Charles Reynolds, the inventor of the vampire facial that fact alone is a little bit in dispute in our research well first of all a vampire facial is just a marketing term for microneedling with platelet-rich plasma which is prp which is used in other medical procedures a lot of sports medicine uses prp he apparently coined the vampire facial but there's also some articles that say dr barbara strum is the one who also coined that. So that's a little bit in dispute Ah, as well. And Dr. Barbara, as you know, has a very, very, very high-end skincare line that I own no products from because it's not in my price range. And I don't know when it's going to (laughs) be.
1: Yeah, Um, same.
0: But it's all molecular biology. She has a lot of science behind her products and she's an innovator in this space. And is much more well known than Dr. Charles Reynolds. Do I know that for sure? No, but if I had to bet on one of them, I bet on Barb's.
1: You know what is very interesting? I don't know if there is a connection here at all, but if, if Kim was using the phrase vampire facial and Dr. Barbara was actually the first one to use it, Barbara is the one who helped create Kim's skincare line. Hmm. Don't you remember that? That like behind the scenes thing that when Kim was talking about her skincare line that Barbara helped create... Her skincare line, honestly, no. She is a huge Barbara Sturm fanatic. Kim is. Here's an article on Vogue that says that Dr. Barbara Sturm actually was the one that created the vampire facial, and that it went viral after Kim shared an Instagram photo about it. Hmm. So, this article, Vogue, I mean, obviously, Vogue is skewed, you know, one particular direction, but Vogue is saying that Dr. Sturm was the one that actually created it. But Dr. Sturm is Kim's facialist. Like that's where Kim gets her facials from hmm. is Dr. Must Sturm. be nice. Yeah, I know from like Dr. Sturm herself. So maybe I could be completely wrong about her working with her. But I do remember watching a video that Kim had done where she talks about her skincare line with Dr. Barbara like there with her like they're talking about all of her different skin items skin by Kim or whatever it's called and sh- and Dr. Barbara is like there with her so maybe she didn't create it with her but she is involved somehow. so if
0: reporting are very high bets on someone is going to be on Barb's, not on yes <laughs> yes anyway
1: Dr. that was a, <laughs> that was a side thing
0: So Dr. Reynolds actually teaches this procedure and he is actually not a dermatologist. He is a medical doctor who actually practices sexual health practices. So he is the inventor, which is disputable, of something called the orgasm shot and the pre shot. And so these procedures use platelet-rich plasma, PRP, and the O-shot helps with women with urinary incontinence and female sexual dysfunction. And the pre shot helps with improvement of erectile dysfunction. So you may ask how the man who can help, help your todger, as Prince Harry would say, <laughs> um, is creating <laughs> facial treatments because those are two opposite ends of the body. So he basically has taken the platelet-rich plasma and has put it up on the face. He also, on his website, has the vampire breast lift for treatment of post-implants or post-mastectomy scars, restoration of sensation, enhancement of cleavage, softening of stretch marks, the vampire facelift, the vampire facial, vampire hair restoration, and does other injectables. But he is not a dermatologist.
1: Yeah, from some of the stuff I'm seeing, it looks like he might be, uh, an endocrinologist.
0: Yeah, he's also not a urologist.
1: So, <laughs> yeah some some of these results are saying that he's just like an internist. No. Some are saying he's an endocrinologist. Uh, but I mean, like Nicole said, I mean, he's not he's not a dermatologist. No. Um, but it does seem like he has gotten sort of like this niche cre- area. We'll say
0: he's creative. He's a creative yeah. guy.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, for people who maybe want relatively lower invasive solutions to certain issues that they're having, maybe he has found something that will provide people some sort of relief that doesn't require undergoing surgeries or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, hey, he's inventive given that.
0: He's inventive so much that he calls himself the Calvin Klein of medicine in a court pleading. The Calvin, <laughs> the Calvin Klein of medicine. Calvin Klein of medicine. Yeah. Um. So what Dr. Runnels did was that he took Kim's facial pictures from when she got her vampire facial, which she didn't even like, and posted them all over his website. All over it. Left, right, up, down. Basically took her image and used it for promotion of this facial that he may or may not have invented.
1: The biggest issue was that he didn't get her permission before he did that, and you... Actually, can't take famous people's likenesses who make money off their face. And when their face gets plastered everywhere, you can't take that without paying for it or asking their permission.
0: And the documents say that if he were to ask Miss Kimberly, it would be a fee well into the eight figures, assuming she would even agree <laughs> to a campaign, which she most assuredly would not. Per the documents, not per my SAS. per the documents.
1: (laughs) They ultimately sued in federal court, the Central District of California. And I just want to point out that there are two plaintiffs in this lawsuit. Kimberly Kardashian West, plaintiff one, plaintiff two, Kim's a princess, Inc. That's one word. Kim's a princess, Inc.
0: Love that for her.
1: Yes. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So they sue for what you would expect it to be copyright infringement, registered trademark infringement, false association, et cetera. One of the things that I liked was that it says Kim herself actually reached out to the doctor before filing the complaint and asked him to, hey, quit using my name, quit using my likeness. And he refused to take it down. But not only did he refuse, He told her, actually, you need to pay me because I'm the one that created this. (laughs) And you've been using my lingo. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of funny. Not only am I not going to take your picture down, but you owe me money. I just, I kind of like that. That's, um, I
0: mean, I, I appreciate sass.
1: Yeah, I know. It's pretty sassy response. So hats (laughs) off to you, sir. I like it. I do want to point out the complaint was actually filed in December of 2019, and we don't always know what happens with these kinds of cases. Not everything is findable online. A lot of things are, but not everything is. So about a month later, the end of January, January 31st of 2020, the parties entered into a joint stipulation along with the voluntary settlement.
0: So apparently, according to documents obtained by E! News, they decided that they will not use Kim's name or photos and that if he does, Kim can sue him again. So normally part of a settlement agreement is I don't sue you, you don't sue me, you do what I want and we go our separate ways and we won't sue each other again. But in this one, if he does it again, KKW is coming after you.
1: They also, part of this information was in the final order, but they also, I guess, agreed, and it is in an official document, that Kimberly Kardashian West, I, I love that this is in an order. I feel like this, this is something that only Kim would require that the court find as a matter of law, that as a matter of law, Kimberly Kardashian West is a world-famous media and entertainment personality.
0: I love that for her. <laughs> Unnecessary, but I love it. As a matter of law, I am perfection. Like <laughs> legally, I'm number one. That's yes. what Kim said. That's exactly legally, what she said. I'm number one.
1: As a matter of law, Miss Kardashian has spent considerable time, energy, and resources developing her career. I roll. Miss Kardashian is also the owner of the still photograph vampire facial selfie, which has been registered with the United States Copyright Office. That's amazing. I can't. With these people, it's too much. It is too, too much. Anyway, and that Kim's a Princess Inc. uh, is the owner of numerous trademarks that include her name and likeness. So. Uh, it's also in the order finding that they actually did use the photograph without her consent uh, and that he used that information to promote goods and services that he was selling without the consent of Kim. Thought that was, was kind of interesting that they found as a matter of law that she is world famous. There you go.
0: World famous.
1: For the most part, it looks like he has abided by that permanent injunction. If you look at his... You look at his website; you don't really see anything about it.
0: No, I mean, but why would he? Because a world famous person is going to come after him.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, somewhere I feel like I feel like Kim has a a list of things that she checks daily to see if people are doing what they're supposed to do. And I feel like somewhere on that list is Dr. Charles Runnell's website. And she checks it daily to make sure her picture is not popping back up there. Cause I could see her immediately being like, Oh, that's a million dollars per day. That's a million dollars per day. I'm getting, I'm getting my money. Why
0: not? Yeah.
1: Why not? So a
0: little bit of, you know, vampire news for the Twihards out there. This week on skincare and scandals,
1: you know, you know it. It is really funny. I was earlier. I was trying to find the documents on this case, and I I made the mistake of looking just on the docket for Kim Kardashian's name. And there's like nine pages of Kardashian lawsuits. Well, duh. In in the federal courts in this country, it's shocking. Obviously, that doesn't include any other state litigation that may have happened or might be going on, but the amount of federal litigation that they all engage in is, it was, it was actually surprising to me. <laughs> it was actually surprising. Don't mess with Kim. No, absolutely not. I'm sorry. Don't mess with Chris.
0: We all know she's running the legal department. Also, like if you want to hire us, we we can leave our jobs for you,
1: Chris. <laughs> I that out there. Yeah, we could probably do that. I think that we can, fine.
0: we can make it happen for you.
1: Oh boy. I did want to say he made a statement to Allure magazine once the case had resolved, and he said that I hope we can make peace and that she will forgive the offense. I never thought that her public display of having the procedure would later cause her grief. I've already taken down all mentions, which is a, you know, it's a very polite thing to say. So. That's a classy response.
0: Yeah. A classy response. Yes.
1: And he yeah. even came out on his website and admitted that he did not ask her to use her likeness or anything like that. So, anyway, that was surprising. All's was well that ends well, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Pretty quick, pretty simple. That's all. Yeah. Uh, so, just to follow up, we don't have a skin query, but I did want to update the listeners for those who are interested in kind of bringing in the talc free items into your life. I've been using the bare minerals, talc free setting powder. Uh, I got it as a sample in a Sephora purchase a little while back and had been waiting for an opportunity to use it. And I broke it open this, this past weekend. Um, I really like it. It smells really nice. I thought that it felt really nice on the skin. I don't see any difference in this versus one that has talc in it. It has cornstarch as the sort of that, that main ingredient that, that talc would take the part of. Um, but I mean, I think it's, I think it's great. So I will prop once I'm done using, this is just a little tiny, like version of it. But once I'm done using this, I'm Mm -hmm. definitely going to be purchasing the actual usable size of it. So if you're looking for a talc-free option for a setting powder, the Bare Minerals seems to be great so far. And like I said, it has a very pleasant smell, so it's actually really nice to put on. So yeah.
0: Also on the talc-free front, I have a new eyeshadow I have been using. Oh, what is it? It is from Ilia. is the Liquid Powder Eyeshadow Tint so it's one of those um, liquid eyeshadows that you just kind of smidge on in the mornings and go from there. I got the color um, glaze because that just sounded like a good idea because, you know, we're always going for that um, donut glaze here on Skincare and Scandals. So I got the shade glaze. It has a slight metallic finish. It's not a strong finish. It's not very strong. Looks very natural and is talc free and super easy to use. So that is something that I am transitioning towards.
1: And did you say it was a powder eyeshadow?
0: It is a liquid to powder. So Ooh. it goes on kind of like you would put on like a lip gloss and okay. then goes to a powder finish. It's
1: really nice. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So two, two top free options. Like we said, we, we did say as, as our older items kind of fell by the wayside, we were bringing in the new stuff that we wanted to update you guys with that. So. Check out our link tree. Our link tree is new and it's going to have links to all of the items that we discuss in each episode. Specifically, we we were getting a lot of questions about, you know, you're mentioning things in your skin queries, but I'm driving. Where can I, where can yeah. I find out about this stuff? So w- the link tree is very easy. It actually takes you to a Pinterest page and then the Pinterest, each little Pinterest pin will take you to a store, whether it's Target or Ulta or Sephora, you know, wherever we can find it. We don't make any money or any commission off any of those links. So if you purchase, you can feel comfortable. You are purchasing directly from the store. There's no, nothing else is tacked on anywhere. This is just getting the information out to you guys so that you can, you know, try stuff out if you're interested.
0: This here always with our unbiased advice. That's right. So that wraps up another episode
1: of skincare and scandals. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Get your skincare fix throughout the week by following us on social media at Instagram, Facebook, and the occasional TikTok at Skincare and Scandals.
1: Send us an email or a DM and we just might answer your question on our next episode. Our contact info is in the show notes for each show.